been a long time since I've seen you. Back when we went to conferences and we all saw each other a lot. It's been a long time. There are a lot of things that have happened. What's life looking like for you these days now that you're on Netflix? Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. For First of all, I'm super excited about the conversation we're going to have today. Life's been great. Life's been great. Uh, as Max said, it's been an interesting experience going from uh, working on GraphQL for so long, actually, for I guess like GraphQL is probably like six or seven years old right now. Uh, seeing like how it's being implemented at a bunch of companies and now at Netflix, which has been my dream company for a while, ever since I was reading that Netflix tech blog. I've always wondered what it was truly like so it's been it's been really great so far thanks for thanks for having me on of course well let's actually dive right into that you know originally maybe why don't we start with what did you actually work on at shopify and github like what were your responsibilities and maybe also a little bit of what you learned there and then what are you what team are you on now at netflix as far as you can say of course what are you actually working on at netflix and what does Netflix use GraphQL for? Maybe give us a little bit of an overview over your journey and how you sort of got through from, you know, six, seven years ago from not knowing GraphQL to now being Marc-Andre Giroux. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I was working on, uh, I was working at Shopify. That's been a while already. Um, I was working on a team that basically took care of GraphQL, the GraphQL platform. But before that, I actually started by just implementing something in GraphQL at Shopify. Uh, Shopify's approach was very special because the decision to go towards GraphQL came from the CEO, <laughs> which is not something you hear a lot. Often people are like, were asking me, like, how do you convince the org to use GraphQL? Like, I want to use GraphQL. It's so cool. But uh, my CTO doesn't want to. For me at Shopify, it was like, we were basically told to by the CEO to use GraphQL, which is which is always nice to have that that support. So uh, early on, it was just me implementing features. I think I was part of the checkout team back then. And then I moved on to kind of like that more platformy team that made sure writing GraphQL APIs uh, was a good experience at Shopify. So Shopify was a giant Ruby on Rails monolith. Um, so the way we approached GraphQL was, was similar. It was written in that monolith in Ruby. So I think back then I gave a conference talk at GraphQL Summit and I met the folks from GitHub there who were giving a similar presentation with a similar setup. GitHub is a giant Ruby on Rails monolith, but they actually had published or were about to publish their API public, uh, which I think was probably the first like truly public GraphQL API out there, or at least the biggest one. Like that and Yelp? Yep, Yelp, that's true. That's a good point. So the fact that it was public and he seemed like so hyped about it, I was kind of inspired. And Kyle Daigle, who was the director back then, uh, was like, hey, do you want to join us? So it was kind of a no-brainer. I thought it was really cool what they were working on. So I, I jumped over at GitHub, which in the end was a very, very, very similar team. So my job didn't change much. I work in Ruby, building GraphQL tooling. So yeah, and I've, I've stayed at GitHub for about four years. Max, we probably were coworkers for, what, like a year or two, I guess? <laughs> short, short amount of time. I was at GitHub for one and a half years, so probably something like that. Yeah. And then just recently, I've switched over to Netflix, which is a completely different kind of architecture, as you as you know, probably like a massive, massive scale, hundreds of thousands of microservices and using kind of a federated approach to GraphQL, which is the complete opposite of what we were doing at Shopify and GitHub, like a massive monolith scheme as defined in the same place. So yeah, that's been quite a challenge, very different, which is uh, honestly kind of a breath of fresh air to tackle different problems. <laughs> nice. For the people uh, 
listening, uh, Mark, could you explain what a federated GraphQL layer means? Yeah, absolutely. So if we take a look at just a GraphQL spec, all it needs to know is like what your schema is, what the shape of your data and use case is, and then you should be able to execute queries against that schema and get a response back, right? And how that schema is built is not really part of the spec. So there's multiple approaches. The kind of OG approach, the Facebook way, is more of the monolith way where you define your schema in a single code base, even in a single like deployable entity, like one service that has the entire schema and responds to queries. Since not everybody's architecture looks like Facebook, like that giant monolith, there is kind of challenges to like, where do I define that schema? Like I have hundreds of services that each own part of the business logic. So different things were invented. One of the first ones was schema stitching, which was basically you, you have this gateway in front of your services and it puts a bunch of schemas together, tries to merge them to have that unified GraphQL API which uh, worked for a lot of people, I think. A lot of people still love that approach. But one of the downsides is that that merging logic at the gateway can be a little brittle and requires kind of like code at the gateway level, which you wanted to kind of like federate your service, be super independent. And now you have that like centralized glue to kind of attach entities that belong to different services there. So here comes uh, Apollo with the federation spec, which kind of allowed people to be completely decentralized. So I define my schema here and I annotate it in ways that can tell the gateway later that to fetch, for example, a user's account, well, you need to go to the other service to get the account. And then the gateway using kind of those declarative annotations on types is able to generate a query plan and resolve a query by calling different services. So a little bit like a, a database would do, right? Like you, you send a SQL query, well, it needs to generate a, a query plan to go fetch the data from the right places, similar to that. So that's Netflix approach where I'm on the team that takes care, among other things, of that gateway that generates the query plans is able to fetch these uh, all this data from hundreds of services. 